Good morning and welcome to the Beating Around the Bush podcast, episode 11, entitled Euphoria Reigns and Slammer and Bammer. But before we get to all of our uh, segments, uh, let's start out with our disclaimer, remembering that Beating Around the Bush podcast is an extension of the Beating Around the Bush column that appears weekly in the Carroll Newsletter and are simply my opinions, my observations, and the usual ramblings of an old sports writer. I entitled this first segment today as we start our podcast, episode 11, that uh, I entitled it Euphoria Reigns. And before I get into the meat of this podcast, let me first say my close friends, a few of that I have, know that I'm a passionate sports guy. It's, it's, uh, it's who I am. It's, it, I have this desire to do nothing but watch sports. It's part of my psyche. It's, it's, it's everything that you want to know about me is all wrapped up in sports. I just love it. And, and people know that I have these favorite teams and I follow these favorite teams. I stored, told the story often about how I became a Baltimore Oriole fan, but also I'm a big Atlanta Braves fan because of cable in 1978 when the Braves were on every day. So, uh, you know, it was a great weekend for me because I had Thursday night, started out Thursday night, and then Friday night I win, and I'll talk about that. That's what we're going to talk about more today than anything else. And then Saturday night uh, I get a double dose Tennessee plays down in Alabama, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Not much. Uh, that was the only blemish on my psyche for the weekend. But the Atlanta Braves went to the World Series with a win Saturday night, and you should have you should have been here. Uh, it was a lot of screaming going on. And then Sunday, the Titans win. So I had a great weekend. It was Euphoria Reigns, and that's why I entitled this first segment. Well, let's go back to the football game uh, Friday night as Huntington ended Trenton's 44-game winning streak with a 49-28 victory. But before I talk about that, let's go back to Thursday night when they had the community-wide pep rally. Over 500 people filled into that gym Thursday night, and the arguably the best pep rally or the best atmosphere that I've been in in a long time. But what that pep rally was about, first of all, was the tradition of Huntington football. At that pep rally, and we talked about this a lot last week, you know, we, we honored the 3 team that won a state championship, the only state championship in Huntington's history. There should be more, but the playoffs are structured different now than they used to be. We, we could have some more uh, depending on the circumstances. But anyway, we have but one. And, but, you know, they honored all the players, but, they honored all the ex-players. And, of course, they lifted up the 2021 edition of the Angel Mustangs. But there was a moment in the cafeteria. They had all the former Mustangs meet in the cafeteria uh, Thursday night before the pep rally started. And I was in there, of course. But Steve Barnett, a lot of you know Steve Barnett, played in 1966 with Tim Priest. Played in the same backfield. Heck of a running back, Steve Barnett was. and But he's 72 years old now. But before we filed out, he said, wait a minute. He said, I want to say something. 
And Steve's, you know, Steve, there's nobody as passionate about Huntington football as Steve Barnett. Uh, I can tell you stories about at the old Pudor field. But anyway, he he looked at those young men, those two 2021 Mustangs. He looked them in the face. And he said, let me tell you. He said, you got a chance to make history tomorrow night. But he said, when you're a Mustang, you're always a Mustang. It never leaves you. He, he had tears in his eyes as he spoke. And, and most of us had tears in our eyes listening to him because he, it, it was the passion. You knew what he meant. If you played football in Huntington, you knew what he meant. And, and these young men on this 2021 team don't fully understand it yet. They will someday. But he reminded them of that. But, and and this, this, this bunch of Mustangs, and I, I've said it, I love them. Uh, my, maybe, and I might, well, let's just go ahead and say it. The favorite, my most favorite team I've ever seen in Huntington because of how they play, how well they play together, but they showed a lot of respect. They, they looked right at Steve Barnett as he was speaking the other night and he said something and they looked at him in unison, unprompted. And they said, yes, sir. But you heard the respect in her voice. They knew who he was. They knew what he meant. And I thought it was a great moment. Of course, the pep rally, all the coaches spoke from the 03 team, Coach Pritchard, Coach Mansfield, uh, Porsche, McClurkin, the principal spoke, Clint Ezell, who did a fantastic job organizing that. Uh, we need to do that more often. And, uh, of course, Coach Swinson spoke. And, you know, he's been a part of the 03 state championship team, and now he's the head coach. And it was a, just a great night. How much did that carry over into Friday night? I think a lot. But when you talk about Friday night, if you hear me shuffling papers, don't think anything about it because it, this I've got this new mic, and it kind of picks up a lot of noise, but that's okay. But I, I've got some stuff spread around here, and I want to make sure I get to it. But when we get to the game Friday night, let me stay, say this first. Let's start at the end of that game instead of starting at the beginning to explain something that I want to get across to all my listeners. And by the way, it, it continues to grow. My listening audience continues to grow, and I'm excited about that. But let's start at the end, because there was, uh, as I go back and look at my notes, as I said, right at the end of the game, Aiden Hutchinson scores on a touchdown run with 4.51 left in the game. But what I, the reason I wanted to start there is because at the time, Trenton, the score was 41-28. Still five minutes left in this football game. So Trenton had the ability to score at the blink of an eye. They showed it throughout that football game. And at the blink of an eye, they could have scored. So the game was still in question. And if you hear dogs barking, don't think anything about it because this podcast has gone to the dogs already. But anyway... They they could score at any moment. And but Aiden Hutchison had just intercepted a pass. It was a big pivotal moment in that football game when he intercepted that pass because Trenton had the ball at midfield. So we get the ball at the 47 yard line. They hand off to Aiden going off tackle to the right side. And their typical misdirection. Toward Huntington's sideline, he was hit at the line of scrimmage. He kind of fought his way for maybe a yard. And one of the Huntington players, and I, I don't know exactly which one it was, I looked at my pictures and I noticed that somebody was kind of holding him up. 
but there was a group of kids, and most of them were Peabody players, Trenton players, and they were trying to get him down, and he wouldn't go down. He kept driving his legs. He kept pushing. They kept hanging off of him. Now, you're talking about Aiden Hutchinson at five foot eight, probably 170 pounds, somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, maybe even less than that. And he was battling for every yard he could get. And the next thing you know, he breaks loose, goes 47 yards for a touchdown. Game over. Game over, 49-28. But the reason I wanted to start there is because that play was a poster for what Huntington football is about. The grit, the determination, the desire that Aiden Hutchinson showed on that play is what Huntington football is all about. That one play you could show over and over and over to explain why these people in Huntington are crazy about their football team, why they're crazy about football, what makes us who we are. That play was symbolic of that. That play told you what Huntington was all about. That play was an example of why Huntington has the football tradition that it has. And that play goes back and tells you why Huntington was able to win a game over what most people would tell you was a better team coming in. That play alone. Aiden Hutchison, thank you, sir, because you are the poster child. But let me say this. That was a play that Aiden run, but there are hundreds of kids that have made that same play from Huntington. There are, there are maybe thousands of people that have showed that same grit, that same determination at Huntington that Aiden Hutchison showed uh, Friday night. He was just one of many. But what I'm trying, the point I'm trying to make is that play is typical of the tradition that surrounds Huntington and who we are, that play alone. But as good as Aiden Hutcherson is, as good as Cade Wood is, and when you look at the stats Friday night, Aiden Hutcherson with 203 yards, two touchdowns, a two-point conversion. Cade Wood, 154 yards on the ground, 37 yards receiving, one of those for a touchdown, or seven of those yards for a touchdown. Great night by both of those running backs who now have over a 1,000 yards for the season. But they could not be who they are. They could not have the yards they have without these group of kids I'm going to mention right now. Hunter Britt, Darius Gordon, Sean McGee, Aiden Ennis, Blake Reeves, Blaine Fields, and Luke Cooper. That's your offensive line up front that block and execute an offense as good as anybody I've ever seen executed at Huntington High School. That is how good uh, these kids are playing uh, right now. So let's kind of get into the game a little bit because, uh, you know, we don't have to tell you uh, what that game was about Friday night coming in. Trenton coming in again, as we mentioned, on a 44-game winning streak and had won the last three Class 2A state championships. And after watching them play, oh, man, they, you can see why they won 44 games in a row. They were huge. They were physical, and they were a big football team, and they hit us in the mouth harder than anybody's hit us all year long. But 
you know, we hit back. <laughs> and this football team, I keep watching them. There's there's nobody that intimidates them. They you can hit them. I seen I saw Aiden Hutchinson a couple times get hit, and uh, I saw Cade Wood get hit a couple times on runs. That you go, man, I don't know how you're gonna get back from up from that, but they did. And the next play, they go twenty yards for a first down or something. You know, it's just amazing to watch. But uh, you know, and Trenton, let me say this for kind of recap the game a little bit is. Uh, their coach, Shane Jacobs, is class act. He showed that Friday night. Uh, what he said after the game will resonate with me for a long, long time. And he addressed his players after the game, and he simply told them, you know, we all knew this night was going to happen sooner or later. You don't win every game you play. And 44 games in a row is pretty impressive. Three state championships in a row is pretty impressive. But he told his kids he loved them as much tonight, that night, Friday night, as he did in any of those games that they won. That 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 told me a lot right there. You know, he cares about his players. That's obvious. You know, he didn't he didn't berate them. He didn't say, What's wrong with you? You lost a game. He didn't. He told them he loved them. <laughs> that's 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 big with me. Let me tell you, that's big. But what he said after that was even bigger, in my opinion, because he told his kids, he said, you came prepared. You did everything we asked you to do. He said, look over at that other team. He said it was their night. And when we get through here, you go congratulate them because they earned this. That's a great football coach. And uh, I got a lot of respect for Shane Jacobs. And I understand now why they've had the success they've had. But, you know, Huntington started out the other night, and, you know, they held Trenton to a punt to start with. And then Huntington gets the football and unleashes their secret weapon. And that's in the name of Gray Eubanks. <laughs> Gray Eubanks made the Jackson Sun. They had an article about Gray and the Jackson Sun. Of course, the Huntington's freshman quarterback, uh, 15 years old. Friday night, he was five of six passing for over 100 yards and threw for three touchdowns. He ran for two. Uh, just a great night. But Huntington on that first drive, uh, they go uh, 64 yards. And three of those eight plays that it took to cover those 64 yards were pass plays. Gray on that first drive, and I'm sure it caught Trenton off guard. It caught me off guard. Because we haven't done that very well all season at Snow the Football. But Gray was three of three on that drive for 62 yards. And then a beautiful throw on fourth down to Blake Reeves for 18 yards and a touchdown. And he catches back line of the end zone. Tremendous catch. Of course, Blake, six foot five or six foot four, somewhere in there, six three, I think is what he actually listed him at. But. He's got some long arms, and he's a heck of a receiver. Made a great catch. And then Trent just answers right back. Cleek Ganaway, one of the best running backs I've seen in high school. I'll tell you that. He had 196, 200 yards for the game uh, Friday night. He was their biggest weapon. He went 52 yards in one play. Bam, just like that, we're tied. But Hayden, as they've done all year, nobody, nobody, and I've said this a couple of weeks ago, and I'll say another nobody in there. Nobody's stopped this Huntington offense all year, and I don't see anybody stopping them the rest of the season. Uh, 
if they limit their mistakes as they did Friday night, they have a chance to win every game they play from now on. But Hayden answered back uh, another uh, long drive. It goes 70 yards in eight plays. Aiden Hutchison, leading scorer in the state of Tennessee, by the way. Uh, Four-yard touchdown run, back up 14-7. to seven. Hunter Britt, by the way, both extra points made. Oh, Trenton answers right back. They go they go uh, 71 yards, and Ganaway scores on a five-yard touchdown run. We're tied at 14, and I'm sitting over on the sidelines going, well, here we go. I knew this was going to happen. <coughs> I had a feeling it was going to be that kind of game. Well, Hington comes right back, 78 yards, excuse me, 68 yards, in 12 plays, one-yard run by Gray Eubanks. Now we're at 21-14, but here's where the game changed. Trenton's very good at throwing a football. Sam Driggers is a very good quarterback. He's played now for three years, and he's been part of three state championship games. And he's just a junior, I believe. And he's a heck of a quarterback. And Hayden has, if they have an Achilles heel, they've shown it in pass defense. They're, they're, they're getting better, and they've got some young kids back there. They're athletic. But Ashton Hutchison intercepts a pass. And it had a great return on it. He got it back to the Trenton 49. And then Hayden uh, faced again with a third and long. Gray Eubanks makes uh, a toss here. And there was, well, it wasn't third and long. It was, excuse me, it was second second and sevens, what it was, from the 31-yard line, as I'm looking at my notes. But the key part of this was Ashton Hutchison's interception came with 21 seconds left in a half, and Huntington's got the ball at midfield. Huntington's a running football team. So you you want to try to get a score in here uh, with 21 seconds, and you're going to run the football from midfield, that's going to be hard to do. Well, they get 19 yards and two carries, and they still have their timeout, so that, that was beneficial. But uh, what happened next was maybe the turning point of the football game as Gray Eubanks drops back, lost the pass just like you should. You threw it before the receiver uh, made his turn or cut or whatever, but he saw, he saw Blake Reeves. Uh, kind of going down the left hash, and he threw the ball ahead of time. He threw it early, so Blake could run under it. Blake catches the ball at the five-yard line, out jumps a guy for it, and then drags two people over the next five yards for a touchdown with one second remaining in the half. That was huge. 1.9 seconds left in the half. Excuse me, I'm looking at my notes. It's 6.9 seconds, but what difference does that make? You score, if you do not catch that pass, uh, it's a different football game. But a great catch, great throw by Gray Eubanks, and now, they, and of course, Trenton goes off sides on the extra point. We go for two and make it, and we're up 29-14 at the half with the football to start the third quarter. So you're feeling good at this point. But this happened at Westview. We were kind of down at the half at Westview and got the ball to start the third quarter and didn't convert, and the game changed. And I often said, I used to say this on radio, that first possession 
of the third quarter always seems to be one of the biggest ones of the game. And it proved to be that Friday night because Huntington got the football to start the third quarter, went 74 yards in 10 plays, Gray Eubanks with a one-yard touchdown run, and now it's 35-14. You feel good. You feel real good. But Ganaway comes back with a 64-yard run on one play, and it's back 35-21. But Huntington, again, right back with the passing game, scores on a seven-yard touchdown pass to Cade Wood from Gray Eubanks. Now we're back 41-21. Well, Trent don't go away. Both teams kind of uh, stumble around here a little bit, but uh, Trenton, well, Trenton comes right back and scores on a long pass play, 44 yards, 41-28. Then both teams, Huntington runs out of downs uh, at midfield, and Trenton gets the ball back. They turned the ball over on downs in what was one of the most important parts of the game because it was they got the ball to Huntington's four-yard line, a pass on fourth down falls incomplete, and uh, that ends that ends the half. And or I mean that don't end the half as 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 Dobby the house dog is barking Dobby Hood, but uh, a big goal line stand, and now it's, it's still forty one twenty eight. Huntington's got the ball there on four yard line. They do get it out to the twenty three, but they end up punting. Here's where the game kind of got important. Also, is then Trenton on the first play after the punt throws the interception at Aiden Hutcherson picks off, and then. The touchdown run, as I mentioned earlier, that uh, is a poster for what Huntington football is all about. Great victory for Huntington. And we don't have to uh, get into uh, what that really means for Huntington because when you look at the district or when you look at region, you look at non-region uh, play, uh, it doesn't mean anything but it means a lot in terms of who Hayden is, uh, what it's going to do for the confidence of these kids moving forward, what it's going to do uh, for the rest of the season. It was a momentum builder, and it, it was a stamp on what I think is one of the most exciting and lovable football teams that Hayden has ever had. Well, we need to switch gears. Because one thing Huntington fans need to do, if you're listening to the podcast today on a Monday morning, as I've had a lot of distractions today, I got a phone call and I had to start all over on the podcast. And I've had dogs barking all through this podcast. But, you know, hey, it's gone to the dogs, as I mentioned. But we need to, as of Monday morning, forget about Trenton. From the aspect is, we got another game coming up Friday night. And it's a bigger game than the Trenton game. Because... It's Union City coming to town. The winner finishes second in the region behind Westview. And as I look at some of the historical stuff behind Union City, we have played them 21 times, and Union City has won 11 of those. So it's been a pretty even match over the years, and we can even that record overall with a win Friday night and a second-place finish in the region and a host of first round of the 
state playoffs at home. So it's big from that aspect. We've had some great games with uh, Union City over the past. One of the games that sticks out in my mind was the coldest I've ever been, I believe, at a football game. It was at Union City. It was in the playoffs. I believe it was in uh, 09. And it was raining sideways. That was actually before I ever started becoming a sports writer and a photographer at the time. Because Union City's got an indoor practice facility. I hope that's the next thing that happens at Hayden. And they, it was cold. It was like 20 degrees and rain was blowing sideways in November. And uh, I had a lot of trouble keeping my notes dry that night. And it rained right up to kickoff. I noticed during um, warm-ups, we couldn't even throw the football because the wind was blowing so hard. It was just wobbling all over the place. Well, Union City warmed up in their indoor practice facility. So when they came out, they had a kid named Michael Rath that played running back. They beat us 39 to nothing, went on to play for a state championship that year and actually won it that year over South Pittsburgh. Uh, so we've had some good wars with them in the past. And uh, it should be fun Friday night. Region, second place in the region on the line. And let's get out there and support those Mustangs. All right, let's go to our second segment. And it was Slammer and Bammer. And I, I don't have much time to talk about it because there's not a lot to talk about. I mean, excuse me, Hayden, I got to transition myself. Tennessee loses to Alabama on the road in Tuscaloosa, 52-24. to 24. Well, you look at that score at first and you go, well, Tennessee, another blowout loss to Alabama. Well, let me tell you something. Start fourth quarter, Tennessee was down one score, I believe. At one time, that game was uh, 31-24. Late in the third quarter, at least. And Tennessee actually had jumped out to a 14-7 lead. And if you read social media and you listen to all the experts, there's a lot of praise going around the country and stuff about how good of a coach Josh Heupel is. You you know, you get beat 52-24 and you go, oh, that's not good. Well, he had them competitive in that game until the fourth quarter. And then it kind of got away. Uh, it got away mainly or in due a large part to the lack of depth that Tennessee has on their roster. I mean, Tennessee went toe-to-toe for three quarters with one of the best teams in the country. And you give Josh Heupel the time. You give him the players. And he's going to have Tennessee back to prominence. I, I fully believe that. I, I saw that come into play Saturday night. And uh, Tennessee's got uh, – Let's see, four more games left. They got a chance to win, a pretty good chance to win at least two of those. Uh, they might pull off an upset, and it'll have to be against Georgia or Kentucky, tall, too tall task. But I believe we're headed in the right direction. I keep saying that every week on this podcast, but I firmly believe it. And, uh, But anyway, uh, with that being said, let's kind of, you know, I, the middle school football, uh, basketball season has started for me, and uh, last week, Middle school team played it down at JCS. Uh, girls came back from 16 points to win. Uh, boys had a hard-fought loss. They lost by seven, uh, but they're back in action tonight. Got three games this week, and World Series starts tomorrow night. Chop on. And Major League Baseball, wonder what you're going to do now. Took an all-star game out of Atlanta. You can't take the World Series out of Atlanta. You know, chop on that. 
you know, most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life when that came about. But that's going to do it for me this week. And uh, hope you tune in next week as we talk about another big win for the Huntington Mustangs. And again, this team, if it if you're not excited about this group of young men, something's wrong with you. Uh, this is a this is an exciting football team to watch. I just love watching them play. I love the camaraderie on the sidelines. Uh, they're just a lot of fun. And uh, this is going to be one of my most enjoyable years, regardless of how it comes out, covering the Huntington Mustangs. But that's going to be the Beating Around the Bush podcast this week. I hope to see you again next week. Reminder, uh, pick, pick up a newsletter. Read about uh, all these games and all my articles and my column as I talk about stuff. And come back next week and listen to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Thank you very much. See you later.